No, we're actually not. So, so what, what we're going to do is all the overseers are going to come up, and, and we're just going to share a bit of our story. Uh, we're not going to talk very long, but we're going to talk about um, maybe why we came to Christ, how we came to Christ. Um, everybody is going to kind of talk on their own and tell their own story. Um, so uh, before we start, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, thank you for the opportunity for us as leaders of the church to share our story. As we talk, um, open minds, open ears, and open hearts, and uh, help us to be able to speak in a coherent and non-rambling way, in a, in a way that can help us to convey our story. Uh, bless our time together, Lord. In, name, in your uh, holy name I pray, amen. <clears throat> So uh, my name is Brad Clark. Hopefully you all know who I am. Um, uh, my, my story, my, my path started uh, a, a long time ago. Um, 25 years ago this year, I got married. Um, I became a Christian. Uh, I gave up drinking. I gave up smoking. Um, and this was kind of a, uh, 25 years ago was kind of a watershed year for me because I also graduated from college. So a lot of things happened after that 25 years, but um, my, my story really began 20 years before that, 25 years before that, um, back in the, in the 70s, um, when, when as I was growing up, I grew up in what I always call the Brady Bunch uh, suburban house. Uh, it was a split-level house that looked like Brady Bunch. It was uh, suburban Grand Rapids, and it was your, your, your typical house of, of the 70s. Um, I, I didn't grow up in a Christian household, yet it wasn't a non-Christian household either. Um, my mom was a Christian. Uh, she had accepted Christ uh, in her 20s after rejecting Christ for a while. Uh, my, her father, my grandfather, was, is a very devout, or was a very devout Christian, and uh, she rejected it for a while and then came back uh, and became a Christian um, or recommitted herself to, to Christ. Um, in, in the 70s, as, um, as uh, a, a mother to me, uh, she tried to uh, share some of her belief with me. Uh, we went to a church. It was a, a progressive church in, in uh, Grand Rapids called Fountain Street Church. Um, it, it wasn't really a Bible-believing church. I don't even remember much of it. It just was kind of, a, a, kind of an odd, odd church. <laughs> um, it, it was uh, kind of one of those churches that... that I, progressive, I guess, is the best way to call it. Um, I didn't really go to church that often. Um, however, in, in, the, in the early 80s, when my parents divorced, uh, my mother had a kind of a recommitment to, um, to Christ, to going to church. So uh, we started going to a Presbyterian church, and I don't remember much of it. I, it didn't interest me. I, I kind of um, rebelled, rejected. I don't know if reject is much of a term as rebel. It just, it, it just wasn't for me. Um, but I still went, and I listened, but didn't really hear. Um, so things just kind of were being said, and I didn't realize at the time how much some of it was kind of soaking into me. Um, and then kind of life, life moved on, um, went into high school, and uh, things kind of digressed in my life, and, and they kind of continued to, to digress through high school 
um, into college, and um, I lived a kind of a destructive life. Um, no details are necessary. You know, <laughs> everybody has their own time, their own period of 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 not doing the right thing all the time. Um, but oddly enough, as as I'm, I was. A, uh, kind of going through my notes of, of my history, um, I realized all that time the Holy Spirit was, was working in me because it, w without God's help and kind of on my own, I realized this isn't right for me. I, I need to do better. Um, so I, I moved to Kalamazoo from Grand Rapids and I, I was finishing school. Um, I I was being kind of good, mostly good. I, I wasn't as destructive as I was before. Um, but something was missing. I, I, I was doing much better in school. Um, I was um, making some money working at a restaurant at Bob Evans. Um, and I met Heidi there. And uh, I, she lived a life that was intriguing to me. Um, she kind of had it all together, it seemed like. <laughs> she may say not, but um, she, she lived her life as an example of, of what a Christian should be. And, and that vision is what I needed. Um, I, I was living a life that was not bad. Um, I think many people can say, I'm living a good life. What's wrong with that? Well, it can only get you so far. And... I realized at that time I needed to take a next step to take my life to be who God wanted me to be. And I didn't know it at the time that God wanted me to be better, but through um, all of the, um, my life of going to churches that I wasn't really paying attention to, yet somehow it kind of soaked in, the Holy Spirit was working in me. And so when I, I met Heidi and I realized she's somebody that I could kind of like. And I wanted to date with her. And she says, well, you're not a Christian. I'm not going to date you. <laughs> What's up with that? So um, I, I started to have a transformation within myself. And um, I, I would never encourage um, a person to marry somebody to change them. If, if Heidi had gone out with me and said, I'm going to go out with him and I'm going to change him because he should be better, uh, that's the absolute wrong way to go about it. Um, you have to change yourself first before you can get into that kind of situation. And Heidi knew it, and, and fortunately she, she was wise enough to say, I don't want anything to do with you and, and tell you're a Christian. And that kind of prompted me to look at my life and say, hey, I need something more than this. I, I, need, to, I need to be something more than just a good person. I, I need to be a Christian. I, I need to have Christ in my life. I need to be able to have a relationship with, with him. So, and that's what happened. Um, I, my, my mom, fortunately, um, was a Christian at, at that time, and uh, she kind of helped me through some of that, kind of figuring out you know, what, it, what that all meant. Uh, so I wrote her a letter and said, you know what? I accepted Christ. And we dated for, I don't know, a week, two, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I, I became a Christian in um, spring of 94, and we were married in October of 94. And, and, and the rest is history, because the Holy Spirit really works, and, and when, it, when he comes into you, 
um, he works fast. There's no reason to wait. And, um, and from that moment forward, um, I have done my best to uh, live my life for Christ. And uh, it's been a growing experience. Um, as, as each year passes, um, I realize that uh, you, you can't be stagnant. You, you can't stay who you were. If, if I was who I was 25 years ago, um, that's not the person that God wants me to be. He wants me to grow every year. And so in 25 years, uh, I hope I'm, I'm better than who I am now. So I thank you for this opportunity to kind of share, and um, I hope maybe you learned a little bit from it. So, thanks. Well, since he brought the stool up here, I'll use it. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Well, actually, that keeps you from wandering around and getting away from the mic. So if uh, I get, we have to remember to get that mic close to us, so help me out here. I did have one announcement, though, before I start. Um, as you know, many of you have supported Gabe on his mission trip. And uh, if you'd like to follow that, go on Facebook to Cornerstone Baseball, and you can see some pictures um, in you know, Gabe has been working for Mike, and he's uh, been painting. Well, guess what? He went to Guatemala, and he's painting. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's great. Uh, my story started a lot longer ago than Brad's. Holy cow. I was actually born the day the Japanese surrendered in the end of World War II. So that's when my story started. So that's a little trivia that now you know. A little bit about me. My mother always said, well, when I was born, the Japanese knew they had had it and they quit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But, uh, and it was a good thing I was born in the morning because in the afternoon, my dad took, it took several hours just to cross town because people were in the streets celebrating. So uh, God's timing was pretty good. Um, I was raised in a church. Um, I went to a mainline denominational church. My mother took me. My dad didn't go. Uh, but we were pretty faithful about going to church and uh, and did all the right things when I was growing, got older, I was real active in the youth group. Um, some might think that I was I went to church because my girlfriend did, but uh, so that was a fringe benefit. But uh, <laughs> you know, we were both we both of us were real active in the youth group, and we actually went on mission trips and. And did pretty much the right things, um, kind of like Brad. You know, we weren't bad, from, you know, really bad, let's put it that way. Um, you know, we didn't rob banks or, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, we were raised pretty well and, and did, did kind of the right motion, went through the right things. Um, I can remember one time in youth group, we were talking about heaven and hell. And I said this um, brilliant statement that you'll probably, we're living our hell on earth. And uh, the pastor was there, and he never said a word. Didn't disagree with that. And I thought, wow. As I look back on that, that was pretty dumb. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of, though, gives you a little bit of a background of the kind of church that we were raised in. Uh, pretty liberal. Um, one of the things I'd really think back about and, and I'm very thankful for is Adrian's grandparents. Adrian's grandparents were dedicated Christians, and they prayed for their grandkids. 
and they prayed for their grandkids' future husband. Um, and that's, that's, that's really important. Well, Adrian and I obviously got married, um, as you all know, um, and we ended up moving to Boise, Idaho, and I started working for the U.S. Forest Service. Um, again, pretty much doing the right things. You know, we were uh, kind of interested in church. In fact, we even went to church uh, when we had an opportunity down in the city, um, the same kind of church we were raised in. Um, and something happened about that time, that kind of a tragedy in our lives. My, I have an uncle that uh, was an alcoholic, really a super guy, nice person. And he was killed in an, an automobile accident. It got us to thinking, at least to specifically for me, like, well, where is he at? What's next? What happened? So we start thinking, started searching a little bit and trying to figure out, you know, what what's really going on here? Is is our life, I mean, yeah, we're living a pretty good life. We got a couple of kids, you know, they're pretty good, you know. Um, but is there more than this? What's 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 going on? Well, about that same time, um, I had a new boss and he moved in and his family and they were right next to us in our 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 forest service complex and they happened to be Christians. And that was also part of God's timing and in, in working things out, you know. Um, and we started even starting a, a Bible study. We'd, we'd have we meet on a picnic table outside and start studying a book. And uh, one of the books we started reading was the Great Late Planet Earth. And then about that time, we also hired a recreation patrolman. That and my, my job was in charge of the recreation program on the on the Ranger District. And this guy was a retired Baptist minister, or missionary. So we thought, you know, again, we were thinking, we, we should have church. And so this real small town, I mean, there wasn't even a town. It was just a, really accumulation of houses, about 60 miles, 70 miles from Boise, Idaho. Um, and so we started, um, we thought, well, let's start having a church service. And uh, so we had a couple other Forest Service people that were Christians and um and, and they were interested, um, so we, we started doing that. Well, Don Davis, our Baptist missionary, uh, we allowed him actually to start work for a couple hours, and then come to the, to the church and preach, and then go back to work. Um, and that was uh, really, we, that was called flex time way before they allowed us to do it, so, but it, it worked out really good. And during that time in this little old schoolhouse, Don started explaining the plan of salvation. And he said that, that all have sinned and were you know, fallen short of the glory of God. Well, okay. Uh, I'm not perfect, but, you know, I'm, I'm a sinner. You know, um, what's, what happens? What's, what's that mean? Well, what's the next step? Romans 6.23, Romans says, the wages of sin is death. Now, this is getting pretty serious. <laughs> so as he explained the, the, the Roman road to salvation, um, I thought, that's what I need to do. And so at that time I did. I accepted Christ in that little old schoolhouse in Loman, Idaho. 
And Romans 10, 13 says, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Well, obviously, you know, that was the first thing. And that felt pretty good. There was no, I will say there was no fireworks, no explosions, you know. And, and you've heard sometimes when people get saved, there's, you know, that wasn't that way. It was just like, okay, I got it, you know. And, but I didn't really fully understand it, obviously. But, um, and so we started, you know, just becoming more serious, praying together. Um, and, um, and I'd like to tell you that after that, everything was perfect, right? We're now Christians, you know, we have perfect children, you know, they never misbehave. You know, we never do anything wrong, and everything is just perfect, right? Well, you know, that doesn't happen. And I think probably, so as you, we grow in our faith, we start to deal with that and start having, you know, you start learning more. And probably the biggest tragedy in our life, obviously, and most, most of you know that, is when Jeff died and three of our grandkids and, and how you deal with that. And I can look back at that and say, if I, if I wasn't a Christian, I don't know how I would have dealt with that. But I knew that Jeff had accepted Jesus as, as his Savior. Now, he had made some mistakes, and he had sinned. But he had repented of that, and, and he'd come back to the Lord and so I knew that. I knew that he was there. And so even though there's, there's like times you think, I can't take my next breath. I'm, you know, it's really, it, it, obviously, when you lose a child, it's really, as some of you know, it's pretty tough. But yet I knew that he was okay and that he would be okay. And I love that song, Blessed Assurance, and that's not the one I picked out, but I love it. I don't know which one did. Um, and and that really, it really is true. You look back at that and say, even though I knew, you know, that he was gone and those three little kids were gone, that I would see him again. It would take it might take a while, but I would see them. I know they were in heaven. And so, you know, as a Christian, you, 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 I think you learn to deal with things and you trust the Lord. In one of my scriptures that I really rely on a lot, and kind of jokingly last week talked about my holy concern. Um, Philippians 4, 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now notice it doesn't say, I'll give it to you. He says, And the peace of God, which transcends, transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We don't always get exactly what we want, and we don't get it when we want it sometimes. But but if you trust God, you know that it's, you're going to be okay. And he's got the best in store for you. And one of my song that I did pick out was, What an Awesome God. And I look back at that and I just think, yeah, wow. You know, he is great. And... Uh, um, I wanted. I'm just going to add one little thing, and, and, and you're going to read about it in the next uh, newsletter about Stephen and Carol Nemec. The whole time they've been struggling, they've been waiting and waiting and waiting to close on that house, and they have closed on the house, finally. But the reason there was a delay 
was so he could witness to one person. So God's timing is pretty good, you know. So uh, we really praise, praise, praise God for that. So that is my story. I love that song. Yeah. All right. Good morning, everyone. Uh, as you all know, probably by now, that this is not my comfort zone up here. So if you would just bear with me as I tell you my story. Um, I can remember way back as a child. Uh, I don't even know when I started going, but I was always... Uh, always sent to Sunday school. I, I didn't grow up in a real Christian household. I had uh, very faithful Christian grandmothers and aunts, and I believe that is the biggest reason why my parents sent uh, their children to Sunday school. They didn't really go to church, but they made sure we went to Sunday school and uh, because of that, I, I learned things in Sunday school and went home and through the week there was no real, uh, you know, teachings in the home. So a lot of stuff I forgot. But uh, anyway, when I, uh, somewhere in my early teens, maybe 12 or 13 or 14, I was uh, given a choice, my parents, to do I want to continue to go to church or, you know, just quit. And I, uh, I chose to not go anymore. I thought, you know, I've learned enough. I'm good. Uh, I know that, uh, like John 3.16 says, God for so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever should believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And I knew this, and I thought, well, I'm good. That's all I need to know. And I... Uh, just held on to that for many years, thinking, you know, that I got it all covered. And over these years, I did a lot of uh, partying, and uh, I really lived kind of a, a dark life. I drank, and I just did a lot of partying. And even through this, I, I always thought, well, I'm, I'm still good because I'm really not hurting anyone. You know, this is all on me, and, you know, I'm not hurting anyone, so, you know, everything's good. And I'm sure that's not what God thought, but, you know, that's what I thought. 
Um, then, of course, I went into the military when I was quite young. I, being the person I was at that time, I got myself in a lot of trouble, and that was a way out. And it wasn't uh, really the best thing that I could have done for myself, but at the time, I, I thought it was. I, I still continued my lifestyle and maybe even got into it a little bit more as I was in the military. And when I finally got out, I continued on my way and uh, still thinking I'm good because I do, I do believe in God and I do believe in Jesus, so I'm still good and I'm not hurting anyone, so that's just the way it is. And as I was in this kind of a life, I, I met a woman who... I don't know when I when I first met her. It's just uh, I thought, man, uh, I really need to make some changes because I I really want to have a lasting relationship with this woman. So I did uh, I did make some changes in my life, and you know uh, I thought I was doing a lot better. Uh, and we fell in love, and we got married, and uh, we we both improved our lives, but we were still kind of missing out on things. So we were invited to uh, join a church with our in-laws, which we did, and uh, things went a lot better for us then, and we were we were learning things then things changed in the church and uh i don't know uh i i kind of got soured with it uh with personality clashes with being in the you know being a deacon in the church and and just being able to see things just weren't right and so i uh I told my wife, I can't do this anymore. I'm done with church. I've had it, and that's all there is to it. You know, it's just hypocrites. I'm not learning anything here. I'm not getting any better. I'm, I'm done. So we together quit going to that church. And thank God my wife never did give up on church. She searched and searched and went to different churches with different friends. And finally, after a few years, she came home after having coffee with a friend of hers and told me that she had met a pastor and that, uh, that he, had, he had helped her to save herself to be born again and to invite the Lord into her heart and uh, she was going to go to his church so she went to his church and I could see you know a big change in her you know a, a really big change and after a while she 
asked me if I would go to this church with her. And just seeing how much it meant to her, I said, okay, I'll, I'll try it, but I'm, I'm not making any promises. So I went to this church, and I sat and listened. And I went, I went again the next week, and I sat and listened. And it's kind of funny how, not funny, but uh, how right, at the right time in your life, God brings things to you and puts things in front of you right when they need to be there. Because I continued going to this church, and I finally felt that I was, I was learning about God, learning about how I can be part of the kingdom. So one day I just went off by myself and went to my knees and I, I asked God into my heart and since then my, my life has changed. It, it really uh, made it easier for me to give up a lot of things, a lot of things that I was still doing that uh, it, it just made me give up drinking. Uh, you know, I just, I just did a, a, big, a big change in my life. And uh, since then, I, I've been able to overcome other things. Now, I'm not, uh, I'm in no way perfect. I still sin, and I don't think in this life here on earth that I'll, I'll ever be perfect. But I do know that God doesn't ask us to be perfect. And I know that now because I've been fed the, church, the truth for the last 15 years in this church. And since, since then, I, my life certainly hasn't been uh, a bowl of cherries. I've, <laughs> I've had a, a lot of uh, things that I've had to go through, the death of my brother, my, my parents, uh, uh, illnesses myself my wife it seems like one thing after another but since uh, having uh, having the Holy Spirit in me I, things just seem to uh, be easier to take the the sharpness is gone from it uh, having this uh, Christian family has made everything uh, in my life different. Having people that I know love me, pray for me, and it, it's just been a wonderful thing. And uh, I, I, know, I just uh, thank you all, and I, I just thank God that uh, that he came into my life when he did at the right time. Thank you.
it would be pretty warm, but no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've been in church all my life. I mean, from day one, I, I, I was baptized when I was an infant, probably before I even opened my eyes. I don't know. I don't remember it, but that was in a Methodist church in uh, Schoolcraft. And, and then we moved to, to Galeen, and we went to church as a family at the United Methodist Church in Galeen, and then we moved to Three Oaks when I was in fourth grade, and we attended the United Methodist Church right down the road here. Uh, I was in everything. I was in Sunday school, vacation Bible school, church. I don't know if my mom just wanted to get rid of me or, or what, but I was in there. Uh, I even took membership classes and uh, joined the United Methodist Church uh, sometime in high school. I don't remember remember when. I knew who Jesus was, but I didn't know him. There was no relationship, you know, like you have with your spouse or your kids or your brothers and sisters or your parents or whatever there there was nothing there i remember uh you know the time frame all this is kind of lacking i'm trying to remember but i remember uh it was either in high school or college uh, used to see a lot of cars with it said born again stickers on the on the bumpers and <clears throat> you know i had no idea you know what that meant and I mean I was in church all my life and up until that point and I still and and the thing is I didn't even try to find out afterwards what it was I mean it was like you know I saw it but I didn't understand it and I, I didn't even pursue it uh, then it was time to go to college and uh, I kind of wandered away from church because you're up at school and you're not at home. So I didn't go to any college, any any church up to college. And uh, when I came home on the weekend, I would be going either to the Methodist church or, or Zoe. My wife uh, was at the First Reformed Church, so I went back and forth, you know, there. Uh, I really wasn't getting anything out of church, but the reason why I wasn't was because I wasn't putting in anything into church. Uh, like Brad said, there was something missing. There was there was just no fire, no passion for Jesus uh, because I didn't I didn't know him. Basically, it was all about me and not about Jesus. I, I did the church thing, the religion thing, but it, it wasn't a way of life for me. It was, you know, I, you, you heard everybody else, you know, everybody goes through the growing up stage and, you know, I figured 
well, if I didn't murder anybody, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't lie to my mom, but I never told her the whole truth either. <laughs> That's the way I looked at it. But <laughs> so we got married. Zoe and I got married, and uh, kind of wandered away. You know, we we still went to church, but we kind of wandered away from it. Uh, I kind of used the pastors that were there as an excuse, but you know, that's no excuse, but uh, it, it just didn't seem important to me to go. And then we had our children, and uh, as, a num as a parent, that's the number one thing that God wants you to do is pass the word on to your, on to your children. So <clears throat> it was important for us to to bring, bring our children to church and, and stuff. But then, you know, they'd sit there and they'd want to crawl under the pew and everything else, so it was easier just to stay home. Uh, but that's no excuse either. So in the process, we changed pastors. And uh, the pastor and his wife, their children were about the same age as our children. <clears throat> And uh, so we got to know them, and uh, and I could see how they loved the Lord and how they lived their life for the Lord. And I, you know, I thought, you know, this is what I should be doing, and, and I'm not doing it. God puts people in your life to bring Him to you. What you do with that is up to you. I personally, I can name everybody that God has put in my life to bring him to me. So I'm kind of things are starting to click a little bit, and I join an adult Sunday school class and. Uh, I actually, one night, it was a Saturday night, I, I'm, I don't know the, the the date or the year, but I know the day that it happened. Uh, I was reading the lesson for for the next day, which I usually don't do, didn't do, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, it was reading John 1, verse 18 through, or first verse through 18, and First John chapter one, and it was like the light switch just went on, or or the Holy Spirit hit me in the head with a hammer or something, and, and said, "Hey, it's time to wake up." And you know, I can't explain it, but I I know I knew something happened. So I, I said to, to God, I said, you know, I am a sinner. I know that Jesus died for me. Just, I'm yours. Just use me. However you want to use me, just use me. So from, from that point on, I knew what born again was. I, I mean, my whole attitude changed. 
I couldn't get enough of church. We had church on Sunday morning, obviously, and then we had Sunday evening church, too, that I never went to, but I started going to that every Sunday night. Zoe worked second shift, and, and I had to work at the hospital every other Sunday, so I, I had to drag my three daughters with me to Sunday evening church. They, they got to know the nursery pretty good because they were the only ones in there, but I mean, I, I couldn't literally not get enough of church. And why I'm saying that about church, <clears throat> you, have to, you have to be in church. If you don't go to church, you're going to wander. I've heard a lot of people, you know, say, well, you know, between me and Jesus, why do I need to go to church? You have to go to church. Jesus even went to church. How many, you know, the whole, the New Testament, the Gospels, Jesus is in the temple, in the synagogue, and there's a reason why. Well, at the Reformed Church, we, we changed pastors again, and, and his kids were the same age as our girls were too, so, you know, it was just a continuation of the process. And uh, then we changed pastors again, and it, we kind of thought, and this is when this church started. And uh, <clears throat> so we, you know, we wanted to see what was going on. It was the new church in town. I mean, all the other ones have been here forever. And uh, so we came to real life, and uh, we heard what was being preached, and we knew that this is where we needed to go. Every time I come, my faith is strengthened and I'm drawn closer to the Lord. Christmas, Christmas gives me hope. Good Friday breaks my heart. Resurrection Sunday brings tears of joy. And when we celebrate the Last Supper every month, it's just a time to remember and a time to focus on the cross. And I can tell you that there's probably not a day that goes by that I don't focus on the cross. And I'd just like to leave you with Luke 23. Verses 39-43. This is when Jesus is on the cross uh, with the two criminals on each side of him. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said? Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what we, our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. Amen.
Well, since I'm the, the youngest, I think it stands to reason that uh, my story is the shortest. <laughs> because much like Chuck, and uh, unlike my brother, this is not my comfort zone either. I literally hate this. And uh, <laughs> I love uh, listening to testimonies. I think it's wonderful. I, not, not so big on uh, sharing the, the personals and the, and the feelings and all that. <laughs> Not great, but <clears throat> but I'm going to give it to you anyway because uh, we uh, we pray that you know hopefully the stories are are helpful. Um, so here goes. Um, I was raised in a Christian home, met Christ as a young man, uh, baptized in 1989, I believe, and so that's it, right? That's how I met Christ. That's good ended story. I, uh, yeah, I wish it were that pure and simple. I wish my, my uh, journey was that easy. Um, unfortunately, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and, and I had to learn uh, several things the hard way. Um, I often compared my relationship uh, with Christ as a young man. It's kind of like if you're, uh, you know, your dad had a friend from work and you had a relationship with that guy. You knew that guy your whole life. You've always known him. Um, and then you go to work for that same company. And then you meet that guy and have some lunches and have a start building that relationship. And obviously it takes on a different, uh, different meaning than when your, your parents knew that guy. Your relationship becomes different. Uh, I, I think I, like I said, I was saved as a young man and and i you know i I was raised in that but when i got older i was forced to check my relationship and that changed so as a 17 year old joined the army as a 18 year old uh got married (laughs) made some choices um as a young guy i was uh I can look back now, and, and I, I don't know that uh, uh, getting married at 18 is, is wise, but it certainly wasn't great for me. Um, I wasn't ready, um, and as I look back now, I can't ever remember truly going to the Lord about the biggest decision that you know, you'll ever make in your life. And so it was uh, destined to fail, obviously. And when that did not go well, I got angry, and um, I did, you know, lived uh, not according to how I was raised, not how I should have been living. I was bitter a lot of times and mad, and so for a long time, uh, you know, like most of my 20s, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I was an idiot. Spent a lot of time uh, being an idiot and, and uh, you know, living like that, and and I kind of I saw a theme with everybody up here. It's kind of funny. We can look back and, and com- all of us uh, mentioned we kind of compared ourselves to others. So I could look around and say, well, you know, like Todd, I didn't murder anybody. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, as far as the world was concerned, not a, not a bad guy. You know, bills were paid and, uh, you know, I wasn't in jail. I wasn't, you know, not, not crazy, but my heart was hardened and I knew that. And, uh, 
you know, it's funny because we compare ourselves to others, but we're actually not of this world, right? So we're not supposed to look like others. But yet, I did. I looked exactly like everybody else. Um, so I, uh, um, I spent some time, and as I struggled with that, obviously, I knew that my heart wasn't right. Apart from anything, any of my actions, my heart was wrong. And so I would try to fix my actions, and I would spend a lot of time like, man, I got to do this better, or I have to stop doing this. And uh, it's kind of funny because as you ch try to change your actions, the more frustrated you get because you're trying to do it on your own. You're, and uh, I often thought of like the boa constrictor that, you know, they say when you're tied up in a boa constrictor, every time you, you know, you try to move or whatever, they tighten up and the grip gets tighter. And so the harder you try, then the more frustrated you get because it's not working. And, uh, and Ro I, I then later kind of, um, as I was reading Romans, I thought, man, that's like my 20s, my, based on uh, Romans 7.18. Uh, it says, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil that I do not want to do, this I keep doing. And uh, <clears throat> I think, man, that not that true? Like, there's so many things that I want to do well, and I, I have the desire, like, I want, you know, to do better. But it wasn't, uh, it wasn't coming to me. It was, it was uh, you know, like I said, I was trying to, f I think, force it or do it on my own, and, and it wasn't working. Um, I would, you know, oftentimes you listen to a testimony and people have that aha moment, that epiphany, or like, oh, and they see angels and doves fly, and I don't have that. I don't have a moment. I don't have a time. I couldn't tell you when um, that I, well, I'll say this, that I, uh, had I been hit by a bus in my 20s, I'd still be dwelling with the Lord. Uh, I think I was saved as a young man, and I don't think we lose that. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that, uh, you know, again, I don't know how it works when we get there, but I, I don't think God would have said, good job, my faithful servant. Um, but I'd have been there. <laughs> I'd like to think that uh, the road that I travel now, um, like Todd, I strive every day to be that faithful servant. Um, and it's still far from perfect, right? But <clears throat> but at least my heart is not hardened like it was. Um, so I can say that even though there wasn't a, a certain date, um, I know that as weird as it sounds, like through the dumb choice at 18 and through the bitterness and the anger, I know that it was all like God's plan. And you look back and, and I, cause now like beyond blessed and, and it's crazy that <clears throat> all those things, I met my wife in Colorado where I wouldn't have been had all those other choices that I made not led me to there. I um, didn't talk to my wife for a, a long time. 
Uh, but, then, but then still got back to her and found this life that I have now based on what God had planned for me when I was a young man. And it's, you know, again, can't wrap my head around, you know, God's plan, but, but it is pretty amazing uh, for us to look back and, and, uh, and now as, I, as, as we uh, struggle down this path of growing in Christ, um, just blessed to, you know, be able to be a little more loyal to a Heavenly Father who calls me a friend, and I, and I can appreciate that, unlike us as humans, that he doesn't let go. Um, so that, that is my story. Um, we're going to call the band up, and the band is going to uh, sing one last song to us. Um, all of us shared this story really with one purpose, and that is to um, further his kingdom and maybe touch uh, um, something in all of us to know that all of us have different paths. There is no cookie-cutter Christian life that, uh, that all takes us to the cross, and we're all, we're all trying to get to the same place. Um, so as we, you know, go about our days, if, if these testimonies meant something to you, if, if there's a, a, a chord that was struck in your heart and you feel called and you want to talk uh, about your path to Christ, you can come see any of us overseers. You can get in touch with Rich. His information is, uh, you know, clearly on all those uh, on all the uh, information that we have. So, so please don't wait. Um, don't uh, spend a lot of time dwelling in, in the idiot times like I did. Uh, uh, but uh, seek Christ always. So thank you. Uh.